Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hi guys and welcome to another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. So this week I really wanted to discuss the topic with you of why I gave up drinking alcohol and I've done a video on this over on my YouTube a while ago but some of you wanted me to elaborate more and kind of give you an update of where I am with it, where I sit with it and why why I actually did it. And for those of you who haven't watched my YouTube videos then obviously this will be the first time that you've heard me speak of this. So giving alcohol for me looked like last year and it literally is coming up to a year because this is when I did the Get Lit Retreat which is what triggered all of this. So it literally is in the next week or so coming up to a whole year since I gave up alcohol and to be honest I'm really shocked that I haven't just like had the odd drink here or there or like treated myself. It's really weird. It's almost like a switch had flicked in my head and was like yeah you're never touching that again, boo. Like, I don't know why, but all of a sudden it was there. And I've tried to give up alcohol for quite some years now um, and would always give in, would always want to, and you know, just enjoy it. Like it wasn't, you know, when I was giving up, it wasn't like for any specific reason. It, you know, I knew I wanted to, but I didn't really have any motivation. So I think that's why socially I kind of relapsed when my friends would drink or we'd be out on a night out, etc. So yeah, it definitely was, yeah it definitely was hard for me but you know for me personally I've never been a massive drinker like I've never ever got drunk drunk I've never got to the state where I can't remember what I'm doing or anything like that like alcohol has never really overly agreed with me um you know I've been able to have a few cocktails here and there or whatever but it's never really overly agreed with me I always feel quite there and like just feel really like gassy so it's just never really been amazing for me put it that way so it was quite easy giving it up but what was like the pinnacle moment for me was actually when I had my Reiki attunement last year so I qualified in Reiki and the whole 
And part of the qualifying in Reiki is having your attunement. So an attunement is where um, like your Reiki master, your Reiki teacher will attune you to the Reiki energy. Um, so the energy can flow through you and obviously you can practice on people and um, yeah, do your Reikiness basically. So I had the attunement and on the group that I was part of, which was part of the course, a lot of people were saying like, and this was like right before I had my attunement as well. They were saying like, um, oh, like what things have you given up since your attunement? Like some people go vegan, some people give up alcohol, some people have whole life shifts. Like having a Reiki attunement can actually be really life-changing. And they actually say for the first 21 days after your attunement, like, your body's gonna detox. So seeing as I have like IBS already and my body hates me when I eat dairy, I was like, oh dear God, like what is gonna happen to me? But I trusted it. I'd come this far with the Reiki. So I was like, I wanna be attuned. And actually my 21 day process wasn't that bad. The first couple of days I did have quite an upset stomach, um, but that was fine. That was manageable. Like it, I'm quite used to it anyway with my intolerances. So it wasn't the end of the world. Um, but one thing that did massively happen in that 21 day period is I went up to London with my friend Amanda and I was speaking at the Get Lit Retreat. And this was the second time I'd done it. And we had been gifted a really lovely hotel to review for the night. So we thought, let's enjoy all of it. So we went to the bar and this was like four or 5 p.m. And we had these cocktails and I'm fine. Like I could probably easily have three cocktails and then be like, right, I think that's my limit. Like I'm okay. But I had a couple of sips and I mean sips because it was quite a strong cocktail, but sips. And I was like, Amanda, like I do not feel good. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And she was like, what? So she tasted my cocktail and she was like, well, she said it's a bit strong, but she's like, it's not like anything you can handle. And we just couldn't work out what was doing this to me. But I said, I've really got to go and lie down. Like my head's spinning. I said, honestly, Amanda, I feel like I've had like six pints. Like I feel like I'm going to pass out. So anyway, I drew the line at that, drunk lots of water, went and laid down. And then we went for dinner later and all was well. But it was such a weird thing because I've never not been in control of my body with alcohol. And it was like quite a scary experience because I thought, oh my God, we're in like a five-star hotel. I've taken two sips of a drink and I feel like I'm going to pass out. Like they're going to think I'm, you know, stupid or something. Like they're going to be like, what's this woman on? Like, you know, she's just passing out here. And I don't know, I felt sick. Like I felt really, really, really odd. So that for me was like the massive wake up call I needed. And I was like, you know, it's not like I'd had anything spiritual happen as such where I was like, I must give up alcohol because there's quite a, a stereotype, I think, in the spiritual community of to be spiritual as fuck, you must give up smoking, you must give up um, drinking, you must be vegan, you know, you must cleanse your whole entire body to be spiritual as fuck. Now, I get that that totally works for people and I absolutely respect people who do believe that, of course. But for me, like, you know, when I went vegan, I actually went vegan, what was it, a year, year and a half ago? And it made me really ill. Like I generally needed the nutrients and things for my body. So for me, like I had quite a bad experience going vegan. It's not that I would never not go again or I don't respect it. Of course I do. But there were certain aspects where I was like, this is really making me worse more than it's making me better at the moment. So I had to do what was best for my health and my body at that time. And I obviously gave up smoking. God, 
three years ago now. Like again, that I was such a socially smoker. I never like smoked 20 a day or anything. Um, I was quite a social smoker. So every now and again, I'd have one when I'd be out with friends drinking and stuff. And I think when it came to that point of like wanting to give up alcohol, I kind of noticed like behaviors and patterns that were happening when I did drink. So when I did drink, you know, I just think I, I think my ego came out to play a lot. And I just thought like, Emma, you don't need to be a dick. Like, you know, nothing, it was nothing really bad. But I think I was just like, yeah, I don't really like my ego when I drink, like it kind of pipes up and I don't really like it. And, you know, I don't want to be a dick. And then, yeah, I guess that when I drank, I wanted to smoke as well. So I kind of tied this all together and I was like, I feel like I'm trying to suppress something here. I feel like I'm trying to like fill a void or suppress or bypass something by drinking. Like I would never use drink to bypass anything, but I think, you know, if things were going like stressful in my life or whatever, I'd always be like, let's go out and drink. So I think I would use it to a certain degree to let go, let loose, de-stress. And I think that was like doing more harm than it was doing good for me. So when I had that experience in the hotel where I was like, whoa, this is like, I feel out of control. This is horrid. I just knew that this was the time to like really like tackle this and be like, I don't even need alcohol. Like I can literally be the life and soul of the party without alcohol. And obviously since I've given up, like I'm still the one up dancing. I'm still the one going crazy. Like, and I'm high off life. I'm happy off life essentially. Like I don't need that alcohol to give me a buzz, to give me a kick. I'm just like, I'm here (laughs) and I'm still gonna be my crazy, happy, high vibe self. So I'm glad that I did give it up. And the next day I woke up and felt awful and I always find as well that actually when I drank it really lowered my vibe so obviously I had to go and do a talk that day and I was like Amanda I am all over the shop I I can't even think straight like something weird is happening to my body like I need to like get my shit together and do this talk for people like this is going to be embarrassing otherwise so I literally sat for half an hour with Brad videos, doing EFT and tapping this away, like, Jesus, help me, help me, like, I need to realign. And after that experience, I was like, oh my God, I like never want to feel like that again. I don't want to, you know, have those moments where I regret, like, my ego the next day. I don't wanna have those moments where I'm suppressing stuff or bypassing stuff or filling a void. And, you know, I don't want to feel ill either. So. I do believe it was the Reiki that triggered this. I do because so many people had like commented very similar things within that group during their attunement. So it is really common for that sort of thing to happen. But also I've asked people who have qualified in Reiki too and they're like, nope, nothing happened. I was exactly the same. So I think it really does depend on the person and the kind of circumstances. And I guess if your body wants to detox something. So did I find it hard to give up alcohol? Uh, I think at the beginning it was hard because like I went to like social events, weddings, things like that. And I think that was hard because everybody else was drinking. But to be honest, most of my friend group uh, don't drink or are very light drinkers anyway. So the people I hang around with barely drink anyway. So it was never a situation of, oh God, everybody's drinking and I feel really pressured. And like, I never had those moments because people just knew that I wasn't a big drinker anyway. So it was quite easy to cut those kind of situations out of my life. And, you know, even when I go up to London and with my friends, we're in bars or whatever, like, you know, there are great mocktails out there now, which I thoroughly enjoy. So there's always something I can have. Um, 
you know, obviously Coke gets a bit boring after a while, but you know, I'm quite creative with what I drink now and I always feel better after it as well. Like alcohol used to make me feel like really bloated, really gassy, like I said. So like, it would just not make me feel great afterwards anyway. Whereas like now after a night out, I'm just like, cool, I still feel as good as anything. Can I can wake up fresh the next morning um, and still feel high vibes, still feel good. And I've still had a really good time. And you know, most people probably do think I drink anyway because of when I'm out, like I'm dancing, I'm the, you know, I'm there, I'm high vibe, like I don't even need a drink. So, you know, I absolutely like don't miss out on anything. And, you know, the one thing I would say to you as well is like, this isn't a kind of one-upness. It's not a case of like, I, like I said, I find in the spiritual community, there's quite a lot of pressure put on people. Like, well, if you were spiritual, like you shouldn't smoke, you shouldn't drink, you should worship your body. And like I said, I agree to that to some degrees, but I know people who are way more spiritual than I am who do drink and they're still really amazing people who are really spiritual and in touch with, you know, the universe and their connection and their intuition and everything. So I do really think it is a mixed bag of what suits the individual. And, you know, like I said, I didn't give up alcohol to be more spiritual. Absolutely not. Like I couldn't give a damn whether it made me more spiritual or not. I just went by how it was making my body feel, how it was making me feel. And I just didn't like that I had to pick my vibe back up the next day and like almost pick myself back up all the time. It was, you know, just frustrating and not really where you wanna be when you're a spiritual teacher and this is your work. So I definitely think like, look at your circumstances and look at what would feel good for you. You know, is it, you know, it could simply be cutting back alcohol. Like maybe that would be your answer. But you know, what the key signs I would look out for is like, did you do what I did? Is it like bypassing things? Do you use it to suppress? Do you use it to relax? Things like that. If you are using it as a tool for something, then that's something to really explore within yourself and say like, why am I using alcohol to suppress this? And for instance, like smoking as well was something I really used. So if I had like a really stressful day and like things weren't going my way and I was just really frustrated with someone or a situation, like I'd be like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna go and smoke. And I still have those thoughts now. Like I still have those thoughts of, oh fuck it, I'll just go and drink, I'll go and smoke. And then I'm like, hell no, like you don't need to do that. Like let's actually deal with the underlining issue of why you feel you want to Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just say fuck it and go and do that stuff again, which you know you're going to regret afterwards. So why do you want to do those things? Like let's address that first. So address your triggering, address your things. And if it is a case of relaxing, like I know so many people who drink of an evening to just chill, relax and de-stress. And it's like, okay, what, other ways can you find to do that? Is it meditation? Is it having a relaxing bath? You know, I'm not saying like completely cut alcohol out, like if it's one glass a week or when you go out, like that's absolutely fine. And I'm not here to be the alcohol police and say what's fine and what's not fine because I can't judge, you know what I mean? Like it's not my position to judge that at all for you. But I would say like, how is it making you feel? Does it add value to your life? Is it a neutral in your life or is it, detracting from your life because if it's a neutral or it's a benefit then that's fine if you feel good from it and you don't really feel affected you don't really feel what I've kind of explained here then that's a really good sign that you've got a healthy relationship with alcohol that things are fine and you can still be connected and spiritual and not feel that feel the effects of alcohol but again, it's it's really a personal case of like, it comes down to how it makes you feel. And for me, I witnessed that I was using it to suppress things. I was using it to mask over the things I didn't wanna deal with, the things that, and it was almost like a numbing of pain. I used to use it to numb a lot of pain during my spiritual awakening and things like that. Um, and it just used to be my answer for being social. So like, you know, when I go out with friends, I'm like, let's go for a drink. So that would then be a social reason to see my friends. Whereas now I'm like, hey, we can still go for a drink or we could like do something at our houses or do something different. So again, it was like a social thing, like smoking and drinking was such a social thing for me to get out and be around people. So therefore it's that pressure of, well, if everybody else is drinking, I have to drink. And I think sometimes like under alcohol, like people could just be a bad influence on me. Like I think I was very impressionable and silly when I drunk um, and like nothing bad ever happened, but do you know what I mean? Like I just thought like, I really don't want to be doing this to myself or like having people think I'm impressionable on alcohol. So I just, for me, felt so much more better in myself, like fully being in control of myself, my vibe, you know, that's the responsibility that I can take here for certain. So I would definitely like go within and say to yourself, like, does it bring me happiness? Like, do I have a healthy relationship with alcohol? Like if you could rate it on a scale of one to 10, where would your relationship with alcohol be? So if it's any more than a five, so let's say that 10's a really good relationship and one's like a really negative relationship. If it's anything more than a five, then I would say, okay, maybe have a little look at why it's not more of an eight to 10. But overall, that's quite good. If it's lower and it's one to five, then it's definitely a case of, is this maybe something I should explore? Just, you know, even for 30 days, just cutting it out and seeing how I feel, and then you could always go back to once in a blue moon or want, you know, when you're out with friends, family, weddings, occasions, things like that. So for me, like, and again, I don't think I ever had a strict 
I never want to do this again. Like I think in my head as much as that was the purpose, because I didn't want to feel bad. I also, if I had the urge to, I would, if that made sense. So if I was at events or special occasions and I was like, actually, do you know what? I would just like a glass of Prosecco. You know, I wouldn't say no. I absolutely wouldn't say no. But I think it's it's really discerning for yourself what your purpose is of giving up alcohol or drinking alcohol. You know, what is the purpose of doing it? You know, if you are doing it to become more spiritual, then that's fine. Like that's absolutely fine. But again, I don't really feel that it is gonna add much to your spiritualism, if that makes sense. For me personally, yes, it did lower my fire, but all it's really allowed me to do is just be like more consistent, if that makes sense. So just more consistent with my vibe, more consistent with my channeling and just more consistent in general. So I wouldn't say like I up leveled or I got like really spiritual, absolutely not. I mean, I have up leveled and I have grown after like through this year, but I think that's probably for multiple reasons, um, not just giving up alcohol. So have I had any backlash or weird comments? Absolutely, absolutely. The first thing that people say, like even strangers, can I just say, when I'm like, oh, can I have an alcohol-free drink or I don't drink, can I have something else? Oh, are you pregnant? Nope. Oh, and then the best thing is, is when I actually say it, cause I used the word sober for ages. And then my mum was like, Emma, it sounds like you were a previous alcoholic. Maybe you should just say teetotal because like you're saying to people you're sober. It sounds like you've had a problem. So I would used to go around saying, oh, I'm sober. Like, can I have the alcohol free list? Or, you know, I'll have a Coke or a, a mocktail or whatever. And people would be like, oh God, did you have a problem? I'm like, no, I just gave it up. And it was almost like people like friends, people who worked in these places, like restaurants, bars, whatever, like couldn't handle that I at 25 didn't drink. Like there had to be something wrong with me. I was either pregnant or I was an alcoholic. And I was like, how do we live in a society where the two extremes are pregnancy, which is an amazing, amazing thing, or I'm an alcoholic, which is probably quite a negative thing. So I was like, this is ridiculous. And I know for certain that this is becoming like such a more common thing. Like I've seen so many articles nowadays um, of millennials and even youngers like Gen Y are not drinking. And it really baffles me because when I was their age, like my friend's a teacher and I actually said to him, I was like, oh, so what do like kids do nowadays? Like when I was their age, I was like sneaking out and like drinking behind my parents' back and like getting into all sorts of trouble. And he's like, they go and have dinner parties. I was like, what? He's like, yep, they all go around and have posh, sophisticated dinner parties. So I was like, what? So they're not going to raves, illegally drinking, taking drugs, smoking. He's like, no, they go and have sophisticated dinner parties because they all want it to look good for Instagram. And I was like, wow. Like, cause it, it does show the generational shift of when I was in my teens turning 18, you know, we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have any of that, so we had nothing to look good for. We could just go crazy. Whereas Gen Ys now, and kind of millennials, so below me of age 25, they're all having dinner parties to look good on Instagram. And I said, isn't that crazy that we live in a society now where kids aren't rebelling? They're doing, <laughs> they're actually being really good to look good on social media. And so many of them are teetotal. I know a lot of people who don't drink nowadays. And again, I've seen it in articles and I'm like, wow, like 
isn't it funny what a couple of years can do to a generation of they just want to look good on Instagram so it is funny how the times are changing for certain and I definitely like don't regret anything I've done in my life like on the influence of alcohol or without the influence of alcohol you know I'm grateful for those experiences as I'm sure we all are of learning growing rebelling and then realizing that definitely wasn't the best thing to do and our parents probably were right so I would like to think that being teetotal is more accepted now and maybe I should use the word teetotal rather than sober more Um, because a lot of my friends pointed it out they're like Emma you're teetotal you're not sober because (laughs) you haven't had you haven't been to an AA meeting you do not have a problem but you know that's just the word I knew I didn't really know the word was teetotal to be fair so I was just going around saying I'm sober and just getting all these looks of like oh you poor thing (laughs) like and I was like hang on I could be pregnant okay like let's not rule that one out either so it is funny like I get asked a lot by like I said strangers people at the bars when you're ordering um and also what's like quite awkward as well is when I've been gifted hotels or gifted meals or gifted anything when we've traveled and stuff they always give alcohol and I always feel awkward saying to them like oh thank you so much but would it be possible to have something non-alcoholic um and even things I've paid for um you know experiences and stuff you know I'm like oh can I have the non-alcoholic option they look at you like you've just sworn at them and you're like what (laughs) like what (laughs) so it has been quite an odd experience and people I just think people don't get it like for instance my friend Hannah who's in the wheelchair she doesn't drink because she's genuinely got medical conditions and it would generally like mess up her medication and everything so hers is for her health more than anything and you know people even judge her and I'm like oh my god like why is everybody so judgy of why we don't drink like is it really a problem like are we offending anybody hell no so it definitely has been something I've had to get used to um and yeah like definitely I've had the like piss ripped out of me about it as well but I'm just like mate (laughs) I'm gonna remember everything tomorrow and still feel good like I don't need to suppress anything I don't need to get high off life because I'm already high off life so for me like it's absolutely not changed my social life or how I party or how I celebrate you know I think it's just allowed me to just be more alert be more switched on and not have to like come back from it if that makes sense like suffer the next day with a hangover or head fog as I like to call it you know you you clear and for me because I work all the time as well like I don't want to feel kind of restricted in my work if like you know I go out and then the next day I do want to work but then I'm like oh I feel really shitty so I can't really work so do you know what I mean like I didn't want it to affect my work either and you know I don't really feel it's made me like massively extra spiritual. Like I said, I think it's been a compilation of many things that have happened to me in the last year, which you will read in my book if you've read it, that have kind of accumulated up to me up leveling and learning a heck of a lot of lessons. So yes, I'm absolutely glad that I have given it up. Um, I don't think I would go back. I do have moments where I have those ego moments where my ego is like, oh, like just forget about it, drink, like 
let like let it go sort of thing like you could numb this pain with like all of this and I'm just like hell no hell no hell no so now I'm like right can I do some meditation what's a really healthy way for me to express this anger what's a really healthy way for me to express this pain or frustration or whatever it may be or stress like let me express it in a healthy way so it can flow through me I'm always always grateful that I don't give in and I do stick to my guns because it is, well, it saves me a heck of a lot of money, can I just say, it's money saving as well. <laughs> so of course that pleases my inner coupon queen. Um, and I don't know, it's just made me, I think happier. I think it's just made me happier. And I know now that I'm always acting 100% from me and my soul rather than letting my ego take over and like doing ridiculous things, which I know wouldn't bring me joy in the end. <laughs> So I would like to open up the conversation with you guys really. So if you're part of my free law of attraction support group over on Facebook, then I'm going to do a thread in there about this podcast for you guys to discuss it. And if you're not part of the group, please feel free to come over and join us because we talk all things positivity and law of attraction. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on alcohol, whether you drink, because some of the greatest spiritual teachers out there still drink and they rock it. So there's really no right or wrong here. That's what I wanna say. Like all the advice I gave before still stands of go within, check in with yourself, see why you, are you like relying on that alcohol? Do you need that alcohol? Or is it a healthy, you know, stable relationship that you have where you're okay with it? It doesn't affect you and, yeah, it's a neutral relationship, should we say. So let me know over on Facebook. Let's open up the conversation. And I'd be really interested to hear if any of you guys have had your Reiki achievements or anything and you noticed your body was detoxing anything also. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to my podcast episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and hearing all about my how I gave up alcohol story and why. I really appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. And don't forget that my new book, Spiritual Queen, is out now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble and Waterstones Worldwide. So I hope you have a fantastic week, whatever you are up to, and I will see you in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.